peace. My name is Jasmine and I am doing today's journal entry. I want to start with, um, I said it several times that I'm reading from the book called The Way of Mastery. And I'm going to be reading this book for a while because it's huge. Um, I'm reading other things too, but this is like, I like to really study it deeply, but whatever. Okay, it says, be you, therefore a wise gardener. Cultivate a deep love and respect for yourself. For you are not here to fix the world. You are not here to fix your brothers and sisters. It is only love that heals. Until you have loved yourself wholly by having purified the mind of every every erroneous thought you've ever had. Until you've loved yourself, you do not in truth love anyone or anything. Save in those brief moments when you let your guard down and the love of God shines forth through you so quickly you don't even know what happened. For the wise gardener cultivates a state of consciousness in which the love of God is unimpeded. So I've been thinking. And look, my thoughts can be way off, but I think I'm on to something. I've been thinking about this whole Christ consciousness thing, right? And... When I looked up one of the definitions for like, you know, what is Christ conscious? Because you hear people talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, I read somewhere where it said it is an awareness of the higher self as a part of a universal system. So it's like a state of mind where you realize that you are one with the divine. You know, it's like it's like stepping into that God body. You know what I mean? It's like um, overcoming the physical uh, existence of everything and experiencing your own God-like nature or divinity. And some says, say that it usually happens after a suffering period. So what brought that to my mind was like, what, kind, what type of suffering period would they be talking about? Like, could it be like the dark night of the soul, you know? And when I look at the definition of the dark night of the soul, it just talks about an extremely difficult period in someone's life. And it can happen like, I think my dark night of the soul started after my mom passed away. Because it can happen after a death or after like um, a, a breakup that can be difficult or like, a you know, being ill or anything like that. Anything can kind of push you in the dark night of the soul. So I was... In my mind, I guess I was wondering, is there real connection between really going through the dark night of the soul and a rise to Christ consciousness? Like, is there this period of darkness that you have to go through before you see, you know, you rise to this, this, this state of consciousness? Like, is it really found deep within you or in darkness? You know, the places that no one really looks at. So during my Bible study, I've been reading the book of Matthew and... <laughs> I was thinking like, did Jesus go through the dark night of the soul? Cause you got to think about it. He knew he was going to die. And you know, he calls this, uh, Passover with his, um, his fellow disciples. And this is in Matthew chapter 26 verses 20 through 25. And he talks about how it's like, he knew he was going to be betrayed. So he was like, you know what? Somebody at this table about to betray me. You know, and Judas was like, Oh Lord, is it I? And Jesus looked at him like, well, you, you said it. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> excuse me. Um, 
then on top of that, he got another, you know, disciple. You know, these disciples, they was with Jesus every day. So they was like his buddies. You know what I mean? Even though they followed him and he was, you know, he, he taught them and they performed miracles and stuff. You know, there was a closeness there. And, you know, he told Peter, like, you know, hey, you're going to deny me three times before, you know, the sun come up or whatnot. So imagine being there and knowing that one somebody that you've allowed close to you is going to betray you. And somebody else is going to deny you. You know, that's that's a lot. So then what made me realize or feel like, you know, Jesus was going through a lot is when he went up to the mountain, up into the mountain and he prayed, you know, um, and he had told his disciples that, you know, he had, uh, <coughs> you know, felt sorrow, you know, and he needed to go pray, you know, like. Why is this happening? Like, what's going on? And that's this is in um, Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through, I think, 43. My handwriting sloppy right now because I've been taking, um, you know, notes. And then to make it so bad, you know, he come down the mountain times three and, and they, they don't want to sleep on him. So finally, after that third time he came down, he told him, like, you know what? Get your rest. We're going to go in the morning. And look, I know I'm telling this story in my little old ghetto old way, but I'm trying to get to a little point here. After that, Jesus was tortured. You know, Judas kind of betrayed him, you know, gave him the kiss, turned him in, though. You know, Jesus looked at Judas like, you know, get that fake stuff off of me. You know, just, 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 just y'all just come get me. I know what y'all here to do. <laughs> so they, they take Jesus and they flog him. They torture him. He went through all of this stuff. All of this stuff, you know, was um, crucified on the cross. His life was taken, you know, just for, you know, him to rise three days later. So it, it made me think of Matthew chapter, I mean, Matthew chapter 28 verses um, 18 through 20. When um, he rose and he kind of gave the message that um, <clears throat> for everybody to go out and teach what he taught and baptize, you know, but for him to say that he's always with us. He's always within us, you know, and perhaps, you know, that that rise to Christ consciousness or per, or we all know that Jesus had to go through all that and to some and to lose his life in order to to rise again. You know, so how many of us had had to go through <coughs> so much, so many of those things in order to, you know, get clarity on certain things or to be pushed on a certain path of divinity? In Matthew chapter 23, verses 29 um, it says, um, it talks, I guess Jesus is talking about like when he'll return and how, you know, it's him. And he said something that stuck out to me. He said that immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will become darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. So if the sun becomes dark and the moon doesn't shine and there's no stars in the sky, that's complete darkness. And it says, that's when. Then will appear the sign of the man of God in heaven. So when everything become it, when everything is turned into complete darkness, that's when you see the light. I remember having a conversation with um 
one of my podcast friends and he was saying the same thing. Um, he was always saying like, I think one of his favorite sayings was like, you know, if you want to find the truth, if you want to find, you know, the light, you know, go into pure darkness and just, you know, turn on the flashlight. <coughs> I'm sorry. I still got this cough. My asthma is not letting me be great, but I was reading my other book and, um, and it talks about the heart. And one thing I realized is it from reading all of this and from reading all my notes is that I don't know why, but when I always think about Christ consciousness, I always think about everything that's above me, everything that's over me, you know, my crown, what's above me. And then again, I had realized that I'm looking outside of myself. And then when you read in the book of, um, <clears throat> when you read in the book of Mark chapter, <clears throat> hold on, wait, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong chapter because I've, I've just been reading, 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 I think it's chapter seven, verse 15, right? In chapter 7, verse 15, it says nothing outside a person can defile them by, by going into them rather than it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. And then if you scroll back to uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 6, it says Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. Hey, Jesus used to let people have it, bruh. He <laughs> says these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So from all of this stuff. I came to realize that the key to Christ consciousness is in the heart. It's the heart. And in order for you to, to, to embrace the, the states or the, the concept of Christ consciousness, you have to heal the heart. And love is what heals. So when I said that first insert, I'm talking about, I was talking about self-love. In order for you to do that, you have to love yourself wholly, which means we got to let a lot of things go. We got to forgive ourselves. And now I understand what that concept means, that we cannot truly embrace or encompass what it means to love someone else until we truly learn how to love ourselves. I'm going to leave you with this. And as I learn more and expound, expound more upon this, I'll talk because I'm still studying this, but this was a true eye opener for me. You know, I don't want to get emotional while talking about this. I've been emotional all day, <laughs> but this was a true eye opener that I've been all these years. I've been looking for this divine thing in a whole. And, and, and at the end of the day, the hardest thing that the, the, the main thing that I have been avoiding healing the heart is where it lays. <laughs> And in this, it says, I'm going to leave you with this. The way of the heart. The way of the heart is not the way of the intellect. For indeed, the aspect of the mind will, will, was never designed to be your master. It was designed to be the humble. And if you will pardon the expression, very stupid servant of the awakened heart. The heart is that which fills all things, embraces all things, trusts all things, allows all things. The heart is that in which the soul can rest eternally. The heart is that which is beyond space and time and is that spark of light 
in the mind of God, which is called Christ. Only in that way will you find the peace that you seek. You have to, you have to heal the heart. You have to love yourself. There is no way that you can practice any type of, we can't even love anything or anyone without loving ourselves first. And there's no way that we can connect with the God within ourselves, the Christ consciousness within ourselves, if we don't love ourselves first. And that is my journal entry for tonight. Please, I hope you all have a great evening. Next week, I have a banger for you. I had a special, I have a special guest that's appearing and she is all about the finances. She is super dope. Her name is Saran Baker and she is going to be dropping some financial jewels on us next week. I hope that you find love and peace within yourself because that's where it is. And like I always say, if you feel like it's not coming from outside of yourself, please understand that joy, love, hope, and all those types of, of emotions or, or these things that you want to feel, they're within ourselves. So you have to find it within yourself first. Peace. <laughs>